What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. Hey, hey, it's Monday night. You know what that means, a brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt. How are you doing, J-Man? Feeling old. <laughs> you are older than you were last week when I we am. recorded the episode. Man, you are the big 3-0 now. I feel every bit of 30. My knees hurt. My ankle hurts. Uh, my back was hurting this morning because I slept wrong. It's one of those deals. <sighs> I would say you look wiser, but I'd be lying to the Tana J Man Show Nation. So <laughs> I, I mean, don't like I, to lie. The moment the clock struck midnight on January 26th, I just I felt smarter. I I, I felt like I knew the world. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I think that's a false sense of uh, confidence right there. But maybe that comes with being thirty, because usually I don't have that. Hey, if that comes, it's, I'm looking forward to it in a couple of weeks. So, <laughs> a couple of weeks. So, but uh, you have some birdie bogey for me this week. I do. It's we a... are both, for the record, we have not got one right. We are both two over par mm-hmm. to start 2022. We're, ter- not, we're terrible. Not good, Josh. Not this good. Day, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven answer question. What? There. So, Joe Burrow <laughs> became the eighth player the eighth quarterback excuse me okay. the eighth quarterback ever to start a super bowl in their first two nfl seasons there are seven other guys that have done it five for a birdie four for a par wow i would have never guessed there was eight to yeah do eight this. of them yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty good list i think you have a decent shot no <laughs> i don't a par. i might make it We'll we'll see how I'm feeling at the end of the show. I might make it four for a birdie, three for a par. I think I know so, two yeah, right now. Not a little bit, but uh, birdie bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce. Quit looking at your. Uh, I see, I see you over there looking at all the Super Bowls. Right by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out the website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies! Get your veggies, get your CSAs, um, get your merchandise, Noble Gnome merchandise. They got uh, stores going up, or their stores up now, so you can get backpack, um, t-shirts, all mm-hmm. sorts of things. So, Also, buy some of our merch. Tan and J-Man Show Store. Tan and J-Man Store. Tan and J-Man Show Store. Tan and J Man Show Store.com. Yep. Yep. Get so uh, apologize for everybody <laughs> trying to watch this on uh, the ISC Sports Network on cable. I guess our volume is not coming through, but it is on social media on Twitter and Facebook. So not sure what it's that's about. Um, I'm hearing Josh on my end. He's hearing me on, mm-hmm. on, on, on his end. So I don't know. Sometimes these technological problems are kind of 
out of our hands, I guess. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, and if you're listening on audio at a later time, um, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on any other podcast platform, just hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We really appreciate it. Helps us out a lot. Those uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are coming more and more important because there's so many daggone podcasts out there. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you want to start with tonight there, Tana, man? Well, I think we got to start with some NFL football, don't we? Yes, sir. The Super Bowl is set. I think, was it last week you were saying your ideal Super Bowl was going to be the Rams-Bengals? You betcha. I didn't think it was going to happen, but that was my ideal Super Bowl, and I got my wish. Yes, sir. Doesn't happen very often, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, wow, I thought Cincinnati was done halfway through the second mm-hmm. quarter. They absolutely shut down Patrick Mahomes after halftime. He was eight for eighteen, fifty-five yards, and two interceptions. It's my that, guy, uh, Coach Lou. Yeah. Yeah, former Dolphins interim defensive coordinator. He's been now interviewing for uh, head coaching jobs. I think he interviewed with the Giants. Um, yep. They have a great pass rush. Their uh, secondary played balls out, and <clears throat> they scored obviously just enough to get a W, and uh, Joe Burrow got hot there at the end. And um, no, good for the city of Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is incredibly likable, incredibly likable, kind of like Patrick Mahomes, because Patrick Mahomes is incredibly likable. We just hope. <laughs> We, we just hope Joe doesn't have a brother or a wife uh, quite like Patrick does. Uh, that makes us hate him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, great win, obviously, for the city of Cincinnati for the first time in how many years since they've uh, played a 88. Super Bowl? 88, 1988 against the 88, San Francisco 1988, 49ers, so. the city of Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, <laughs> who day? I mean, 34 man. years, um, long time coming, and uh, they were – the surprise of the NFL for one, and then yeah. to find themselves in a Super Bowl, I don't think anyone thought that possible at the beginning of the year, even halfway through. There was one of the Barstool sports guys, <laughs> Nick. Um, I can never remember his last name. He threw out in his Super Bowl predictions at the start of the playoffs. He and he was just throwing names at the wall. He goes, uh, it's gonna be the LA Rams against ah, and he goes, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> and <laughs> got it right. So I mean the Bengals, what a what a turnaround from two years ago. Worst record yeah. in the league two years ago. Number one pick, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow looked good last year, but then blows out his ACL. They don't make the playoffs. And then this year they win the North, and now they're Super Bowl bound. He has a Joe Namath quality to him, where he's going to be in the locker room smoking some cigars. Um, just He could not care less public perception about him, and that's why I think people love him. Um, and he's turned into maybe an elite quarterback already. Um, it's shocking that they're in the Super Bowl in the second year. As I said, only eight, seven other quarterbacks have done this um, in their career. Um, they have a great wide receiving core. Offensive line played a lot better yesterday than they did the previous week when they gave up nine sacks. Um, they're feeling like a little bit of a team of destiny right now. Yeah, um, and going back to Joey Burrow, he could become the third quarterback in uh, NFL history, really football history, along with Namath and Joe Montana to win the Heisman National Championship and a Super Bowl. But he he might do it all three-year span. Which is crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> His legend just keeps growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Cincinnati, I'm kind of feeling you might be right with that team of destiny line. 
Oh. Yeah, it. Um, they were down against Tennessee. Were they down again? I don't think they were down against Tennessee, but they I, kicked that last second field goal. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember who they beat game one. The Raiders. I don't think Raiders, they were down right. though. No. Um, found a way to win it though. It was a fairly close game. They Raider held fans Derek- are still whining about the referee in that game. The officiating. <laughs> yeah, they held the uh, the Raiders out of the end zone there at the end. Um, as time expired, and now going into Kansas City, no one gave them a shot. I didn't. Win. I, I thought they were going to get steamrolled. I think even Bengal fans were kind of like, you know what, this has been a heck of a run, but uh, we're probably not there yet, ready yet to beat a Kansas City, and they go in there and uh, get down 21-3, to and uh, somehow, some way, find a way to win that ball game. Biggest play of the game, in my opinion, was stuffing them um, on the goal line as time expired in the first half. Um Kansas City kicks field goal there. It's probably game over. They got a little greedy. Teams are doing that more and more nowadays, mm-hmm. getting greedy and just just take the points sometimes. Uh, but yeah, do you think that it was more Cincinnati won this game or Kansas City choked it away and lost? I'm gonna go with a cop out and a little say a little bit of both. Um, Mahomes did not play well in the second half at all. Um, the Bengals, though, I mean, they did what they had to do. They're they were harassing Mahomes all game long, really, um, and especially in the second half where, I mean, you you just thought, okay, Kansas City <clears throat> down first and goal, about a minute left or so. You thought, okay, they're going to score a touchdown. They're going to win the ball game. Um, two sacks, though, two sacks. Uh, that's something Mahomes doesn't do very often is get sacked, and um, they're very lucky that they even forced overtime and that offensive lineman was right there to fall on the fumble after Mahomes fumbled there right at the end of the game. Um, heck of a win for Cincinnati and a heck of a real choke job from Kansas City. My dad just texted me that all three quarterbacks that faced Cincinnati in the playoffs threw interceptions on the last drive. Yeah, that's an interesting stat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's the only way Cincinnati probably wins in Tennessee is because Tannehill threw that interception. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Cincinnati's kicker <clears throat> just nails. Especially for a rookie kicker. Um, sometimes, you know, I look at these kickers, I'm like, why do these guys not get paid more? Yeah. <laughs> they are under pressure every single time they're in there. I mean, three points, even one point could be the difference between winning or losing. Um, these guys have to have like the most ice in their veins out of anyone on the field. Yep. Yep. But uh, very cool. Um, you know, I got no problem with the Bengals. I'm just very happy they sent the Chiefs home because I thought we were starting. And we still might eventually see a dynasty out of Kansas City, but right now they're a dynasty of one. Yeah. So I've got to two. I mean, Andy Reid, he's going to be a Hall of Fame coach, no <clears throat> doubt about it. But he's made seven conference championships and only made the Super Bowl twice and won one. It's just mind-blowing to me. He's made the Super no, Bowl three, 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 times, three times. Three times. Twice in Kansas City. I forgot mm. the Philadelphia one. Um, yeah, and only one wants. That's yeah. Um, crazy I f- forget who. Maybe it was on Twitter that I saw. I can't imagine Romo would say something this profound. But uh, there was like thirty seconds left, and some guys just like this is where your legacy is made in the final thirty seconds of a conference championship game, final thirty seconds of a Super Bowl. Um, that's what these guys are playing for is to have this lasting legacy, and um. Maybe Mahomes turns out to be another Aaron Rodgers where he wins one pretty early and then never does it again. He might. He might. Um, 
Zach Taylor, remember when he was on the hot seat, Cincinnati? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when he was the Dolphins interim offensive coordinator with Coach Lou. Every, um, everything comes fired, back to uh, the Dolphins, doesn't it? After they fired Joe Philbin and Dan Campbell as their interim head coach. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, all the Dolphins had to do was lose a few games. I mean, they played Cincinnati in 2019 and beat them at home for no reason. And Cincinnati then gets Joe Burrow. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that happens to the Miami Dolphins. And let's be honest, Stephen Ross cares more about the University of Michigan than he does his own football team. Yeah, he, he doesn't even want to steal their head coach for his team that he owns. He's going to let them possibly um, walk to the Vikings. So Yeah. Hey. Which we, we can talk about that in a little bit. Is what it is. Uh, Stephen Ross is the dumbest, and I am numb to it. Good for the city of Cincinnati. It's been a mm-hmm. long time since any of their professional teams have uh, made a championship because God knows their baseball team's not going to in a long time. So, yeah, uh, good, good for their football team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I'll be nice. I'll leave it at that. But you don't uh, have to be nice. We we rip on the Reds enough. Let's keep going. <laughs> but on the flip side, the NFC Championship game was also a very good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw Los Angeles Rams defeat the San Francisco 49ers in an all-California game. Um, in yeah. a San Francisco 49er home game in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and I kept forgetting until the game was over. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Super Bowl's in L.A. So mm-hmm. we went all these years. We went 54 years without a Super Bowl host city having their own team playing the Super Bowl. Now it's back-to-back years it's happened. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dolphins or Miami has hosted it a bunch, and you knew the Dolphins weren't going to – be playing in their own stadium in the Super Bowl. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see the kind of crowd. I'm sure a ton of Bengal fans will travel out there for it. Um, wouldn't surprise me if it's more of a split crowd because, uh, for one, L.A. is not really a sports city. We've talked about that quite a bit. Um, but going back to the game, the San Francisco 49ers are a mediocre quarterback away from being the best team in the NFC. I wouldn't even call Jimmy G mediocre at this point. Even though he'll be a starter for somebody next year. Somebody. It's it's one of those things where he's good enough probably to be a starter. He's been to a Super Bowl, which is crazy. He's come so close to going to another one. Um, he's not going to be on a team nearly as good as the San Francisco 49ers. And, I mean, the Niners defense has masked so many quarterback issues there in San Francisco the past oh, sure. few years. Um he goes to a team like I, I don't even know who's been mentioned potentially wanting a Jimmy Garoppolo. I well, know I just, I just at, in the market for a quarterback, but well, they're I gonna mean, have their sights set on one guy only. Denver's in the market. Tampa Bay's in the market now. Yeah. Well, well, assuming that I we can talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh's in the market now. Watch for the, that. Could be a Garoppolo fit. Um, Washington. Who else? Washington, Indianapolis, maybe? I don't know. Um, I haven't heard anything about Detroit. Um, I mean, Garoppolo's not that much proven, if any, over golf, to be honest. Uh, who else? Seattle. Seattle could be. Seattle could be. Um, yeah, so there's quite a few suitors out there. Uh, Carolina could be, I guess. Um, but is I, he better than Sam Darnold? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know, but uh, yeah, but the Rams got it done. Um, Cooper Cup's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he, he doesn't get more respect. Um, you know, they name, when they talk about the Rams, they talk about their defense, of course, then they name Stafford, OBJ, and even somebody else before they even name Cooper Cup. A lot of times on tele- television, it's like, 
I put Cooper Cup above all of them. All those guys. Um, that's almost the problem with being so consistent. People forget about you because you're routinely going out there putting up nine catches, 115 yards or something like that. Not, <clears throat> I mean, that is spectacular, but you're not this showboaty going to go out there, make some stupid athletic play. You're just going to catch everything in sight. Um, great route runner too. And he's turned into a pretty dang good deep ball yeah. threat. Yeah, he has. He has. And, uh, you know, the Rams around the trade deadline, they went all in, mm-hmm. giving up a bunch of picks for Von Miller, giving a bunch of things up for Odell Beckham Jr. And it, it turned out well for them. I mean, they're heading seems, back to their second Super Bowl in four years. It seems like they haven't had a first round pick since the Obama administration. You're darn it's right. Been, it's been so long yep. since they've had a first round pick. Um, they go all in every single year. It's going to end up catching up with them. Hasn't yet. Now we're, as you said, two Super Bowls in four years, and uh, they're going to have to find a way to win one. And i uh, got to be happy for Matthew Stafford. I mean, the dude suffered for so long in Detroit. He had never won a playoff game before. Then now not only does he get his first playoff victory in path to his first Super Bowl appearance. So, um, you know, I read something funny today. It's Matthew Stafford, Stafford starting in the Super Bowl, and Eminem, one of the halftime performers. That's the closest Detroit's got to get to a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's funny. Um Yes, yeah, Stafford's a likable guy, and he's a good enough quarterback, obviously, to lead a team to a Super Bowl. <clears throat> Wasn't going to do it in Detroit. Team was never good enough. Um, he finally got to see how the other half of the world lives. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's he's a guy that's pretty easy to root for. Opening line, uh, I see he's the Rams four-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think the Rams are better. I do, too. Um, I think that defensive line is going to have Burrow running for his life. Yeah. Um, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, they have a couple other guys that are just ridiculous pass rushers. And as we've said, Cincinnati Bengals have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. They might have the worst offensive line ever to play in a Super Bowl. Um, but there is something about Joe Burrow. His escapability um, is pretty insane. I mean, he was running for his life a lot of the time yesterday, and he somehow found a way to get out and make a throw or he'd scramble for 10, 12 yards. So um, they're going to have to find a way to keep him upright. I mean, it's pretty cliche because you can say that for every single team. Um, But the only way the Bengals win is if Burrow gets sacked less than five times. Yeah, he's got that if factor for sure. He's got Mm -hmm. that that gamer mentality. But I just think LA's too too talented. Mm-hmm. I could change my mind by next week's show when we actually make our pick, our Super Bowl pick. But right now, I'd be going with LA, and I have no problem with either team. It's going to be mm-hmm. a fun Super Bowl to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the Bengals do pull off, I have no problem with it. But I will be rooting for LA just because of Von Miller. I want to see him get one more ring. Yeah, um, no rooting interest, which is kind of nice. I mean, for years we've had a rooting interest against Tom Brady. Or I, th- I think you last year were rooting for Tom Brady. I was. Against I, I, was. I, I found myself doing that as well um, against Kansas City. So all these years we've had this rooting interest. None, no, we didn't like Seattle. Uh, didn't like the Patriots. That was the um, worst Super Bowl. Seattle. Yeah, that was a New England was awful. The uh, last Super Bowl I can remember where I didn't have any sort of rooting interest was Ravens and Niners back in 2000. Uh, I, I I didn't even want to watch that one. I did. I was still so you, yeah off. you yeah. Um, um, but I do. I watched yeah. it anyways. Yeah, I can't remember a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, yeah. I was rooting hard against Denver. In oh yeah, you were. You root for the Panthers. I don't blame you. I would have been doing the same thing if the Dolphins were playing in the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, it's been a long time since I really could not care yeah. less who won or lost. 
yeah, I, uh, yeah, it was probably that Ravens. Oh no, I was rooting for the 49ers because I was just being bitter and mad. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was probably Seattle, New England one, which I really didn't care. Um, but speaking of New England, New England ties, of course, Tom Brady reports are that he's hanging it up after what twenty two seasons. Yeah, and then it's they come out and say, well, hold on, hold on just a second. Um, Schefter's usually right, like 99.999% of the time. And if you've noticed, all the journalists who came out with it after Schefter, nobody's went back on their work. Right, nobody has. So I think Tom's just mad mm -hmm. it came out before he could actually announce it himself. Sure. And he wasn't able to tell Arians either. Right. Or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that, that's probably what ticked him off. Well, let's be um, honest. He wants to do it on Let's Go on his podcast mm. so he can get the listens. Yeah. Which, I mean, it kind of felt like it was trending that way for whatever reason the past few weeks. I, I don't know what that is, why that is. Um, we thought he could play till 50, but last few weeks we started hearing a little bit about, oh, we think he could hang it up. Giselle definitely wanted to – Giselle wanted him to retire five years ago. Sure. Um, just to be able to – Watch tired his kids see, grow up. Yeah, and, tired of seeing her husband get hit. I get mm-hmm. it. And and that too. Um, he's 44 years old, ending on maybe the greatest quarterback season ever to end a career. I mean, he led the NFL in passing yards and I think passing touchdowns as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, we can't really say anything else about the guy besides greatest of all time. No, no. I mean, yeah, what else you got to do? He's super seven Super Bowl reigns, one one without Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. I Not mean, sad I, to see him go. I want him to come back for one more year just so I could say I got a bull prediction right. But, no, I'm like you. I'm not sad to see him go. Yeah, good um, but it is pretty crazy. I mean, we saw him retire. We saw Big Ben retire mm-hmm. earlier in the week. Um, Drew Brees last year. Eli Manning a couple years ago. Phillip Rivers last year. All the guys we grew up with, Peyton Manning five mm-hmm. years ago now. Um, all the guys we grew up with are, yeah. are retiring. The uh, the new kids in town are the Mahomes and Josh Allen and now Joe Burrow and um, a couple other guys you can throw into Justin that. Justin Herbert, and, all the AFC quarterbacks well. outside yeah. of Denver and Miami, it feels yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though Miami's got a young one, they, he might. A young, bad one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, it's changing of the guard, and I'm totally fine with it. Well, let's talk a little coaching carousel. Mm-hmm. Uh, some jobs filled now, some open. Uh, Denver Broncos were the first domino to fall, hiring Green Bay office coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Um, he's only 42 years old, so it's a lot different than Vic Fangio, who was their last head coach, who was in his 60s. Um, I, I tell you, he won the press conference, but usually a lot of coaches win the press conference yeah. when it comes to me. Yeah. But I just like that. I think he smiled more during a press conference than I saw Vic do in three years. I was gonna say, I don't think I ever saw Vic crack a smile ever. I honestly sometimes wondered if he even wanted to be a head coach. Yeah, I mean, some sometimes those guys are, they um, finally get a head coaching opportunity. Like, man, it's a lot less stressful being a defensive coordinator. Right, right. a lot I less mean, stressful. Yeah, so focus uh, on one thing. So we'll see who Hackett hires for offense and defense coordinator. He's got to call the plays, though. He's already been clear mm-hmm. about that. So whoever's OC is not going to be the play caller. But uh, I'm excited about it. I'm all for it. You know, it's. Finally, Denver's got an offensive mind coach. You got to go back to Gary Kubiak. I mean, Vance mm-hmm. Joseph, Vic Fangio, the last five seasons, they've had a defensive mind head coach. It does scare me that he's also an inexperienced head coach like them. That's kind of why I wanted Dan Quinn. But I'm, I'm sure 
I'm sure he's very qualified to be a head coach, but this is a let's go get Aaron Rodgers. Sort sure, of I definitely think it's move. I think everybody can read between the tea mm-hmm. le- the tea leaves here. It's it's definitely a move to help that. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any. I mean, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has been very outspoken how much he likes Nathaniel Hackett, and I'm pretty sure everybody thinks he wants out of Green Bay. So it's it's kind of telling when Ian Rappaport today was saying, you know, talking about Aaron Rodgers' situation, and the only team he mentioned was the Denver Broncos, and he mentioned them three times in twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know there's this thing out there about Chris Ballard bringing up Aaron Rodgers today, uh, talking about how teams have to have good quarterbacks and rely on those good quarterbacks. But um, I haven't really heard any buzz from a lot of media outside of Denver. But right, Denver's we'll been the only one I've heard. Um, and that started I'm, back at the NFL draft. Oh, it's yeah, it started buzz. back a long so, time ago. We'll see. I don't know. Wouldn't be surprised if Rodgers just decides to hang it up as well. Yeah, um, wouldn't shock I mean, me. It's it's one of those things he's he would be going from the NFC North, which he's dominated mm-hmm. and would continue to dominate to having to face mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Derek Carr six times. Right. Um, it's so much more difficult to win in the AFC West right now than it is the NFC North. Um, and it's so much more difficult to win the AFC than it is NFC at this point. But he can't win in the NFC either. Um, so maybe he wants a change of scenery. And of course, Sounds like he wants to get more out to the towards the West Coast. Um, Denver's kind of closer, I guess. You still have to fly. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought San Francisco made a ton of sense. I don't know if that's still a possibility yeah. or not, but yeah. One thing that's interesting is Denver has the draft capital, the salary cap room, and some young players they could throw in. So that's why I'm thinking it makes a lot of sense. But we'll see. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, um, but I do think they're going to make a play at after Aaron Rodgers, if they can't get him, I think they'll make a play after Russell Wilson. Can't get him. Then they maybe they draft somebody at nine, but also try to get a bridge quarterback. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're gonna really try to swing for the fences. And if they if they miss, then they'll they'll deal with, with the next plan in place. You prefer Bridgewater or Jimmy G? Oh man, that's a good question. They're the same in my They're opinion. pretty much the same. I mean, Jimmy's and, just got a little more playoff experience. But Jimmy has that $100 million contract that right. Teddy doesn't. And Teddy's won $24 million a year from what it sounds like. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if, if that's the case, might as well go cheap and see if Drew Locke could do something in a new system for one year. Yeah. Even though that won't work out well either. But. I wonder how the quarterback class is looking for 2023. Yeah, um, that's a good question. Draft. Yeah, I don't know. There's any guy out there like, oh, we need this guy, but Aiden O'Connell. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh... be be about as old as Brad and Brandon yeah. Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, it'll be about five years younger than Wheaton was. Four years younger, maybe. But uh, other jobs are filled up. We saw the Bears hire um, Eberflus. I can't think of his first name. Matt. Matt Eberflus, the Colts defensive coordinator. Which mm-hmm. it's gonna. We'll see who uh, the. Bears hire for the office coordinator. It looks like it might be the Green Bay Packers, Packers quarterback coach. Quarterback coach, yep. So, I mean, I was a little surprised they went with a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah. Um, I but mean, two of their three finalists were defensive-minded head coaches, I guess. Dan Quinn, Eberflus, then Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell was a candidate, huh? He was one of the three finalists, they're saying, mm-hmm. which I think he would have brought Pep Hamilton with him as OC, which could have been interesting. 
That could have been interesting. Uh, he did not have a good time in Indianapolis, but he was super young then, and I think he got him to Super enough. Bowl. Pep did, or oh Caldwell? no, Caldwell. Sorry, no, I was I, I, yeah, sorry. I was I was talking Pep. Yeah. Um, yeah, his offense was not good, but that was a long time ago now. It seems right. like he's a hot candidate again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, they went with the offensive guy in Nagy, and that didn't work. Uh, they did. The Bears did hire a general manager who seems. Like he's going to do some pretty good things there. But again, people liked Ryan Pace a bunch for the first three or four years, right. soured on him quickly. Uh, so really a GM candidate or a GM you just hire, you kind of have to wait three or four years before you really make up your mind whether mm-hmm. you like him or not. Um, yep. But so far, it seems like he's doing all the right things. And we'll we'll see about uh, Eberflus. Um, I have n- no insight in him at all, on him at all. No, I, I know a lot of the Colts are interviewing a bunch of people for the defense coordinator position. Um, Jim, Jim Swartz was one of them mm-hmm. coming into town. So interesting. Uh, yeah. New York, New York Giants hired, hired the guy you wanted the Dolphins to hire. Yeah. Brian Dable. All the reports are, man, Dolphins really want Brian Dable, but then they pushed his second interview back a week. Giants sweep in, take him. Um, he supposedly loves Daniel Jones, which I can't imagine anybody actually. Yeah. Um, I want to see what he can. Jones. I want to see what he can do in a in a new system. Mm-hmm. I think sure. I think you, you sure. give him one more year, see if he can turn it around. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's obviously Dable's had some success with Josh Allen. He was Tua and Jalen Hurts uh, offensive coordinator at Alabama. Um, he was not a great offensive coordinator in Miami a long time ago. Um, I think he's probably ready to be a head coach. I mean, sure. there's not much else he could do in Buffalo with Josh Allen. What's he going to do? So that's an interesting one though. Other jobs. It looks like, I don't think it's official yet. Maybe I missed it, but it's all signs are pointing towards the direction of the Las Vegas Raiders hiring Josh McDaniels. How much do you love that? I love it, but it also kind of scares me Hmm. because if, I mean, he knows the X's and O's very, very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that played for him in Denver will say that he just didn't know how to handle people, but he was only 33 years old at the time. It's it's kind of similar to Lane Kiffin. He was yeah. such a disaster for years, and now he's this really good head football coach, college. I mean, I mean, he could be what Derek Carr needs, but this also could go with in the direction I'm hoping it goes and just be the absolute dumpster fire mm. into the Raiders being the Raiders some more. I mean, it's going to intensify the Raider Absolutely. Bronco rivalry even more because I mean, this guy to this day is just hated because not really because he was a, a bad head coach in two years. I mean, they've actually honestly had worse head coaches since, but it was just the, the whole spy gate thing over in London mm. and just the embarrassment he kept being inside the Denver Bronco headquarters. That was in how he treated the media. That was more than his head coaching ability. Those people sure still are awful. You're really looking forward to rooting against him. Oh, absolutely. This, I, I mean, does does this make you hate the Raiders more? You know, yesterday I'm watching on my possibility of that. The Chiefs might be my least favorite team, but oh, then the McDaniel's news comes out. I'm like, nah, still the Raiders. Let's be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I. It's, it's amazing. The Chargers, I would say, are my third least favorite team just because they're in division, but they're miles ahead of the, <laughs> of the Chiefs and the Raiders. So, yeah. And Herbert seems like a likable guy. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, they are getting uh, their new GMs coming from New England. So, mm-hmm. 
So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, and the then, uh, Bill Belichick coaching tree has not fared well still. No, I mean, Flor- Flores has been their best one, and he still got canned after three years for no reason. Surprised he um, hasn't landed a job yet? I think it's telling that he hasn't landed a job yet. Clearly, there's a reason why. Um, so after all that bickering Dolphins fans have been doing about Flores, maybe there's a reason why he hasn't been hired yet. Thought he was going to end up in New York. I mean, he still could end up in Houston. Um, Minnesota's still out uh, open as well, but I haven't heard him mentioned at all for there. Um, there's only three jobs open, isn't there? Vikings, Texans, Dolphins, Jaguars, Jaguars, and Saints. I mean, Saints, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean Payton retired or yes, re- re- stepped down. I Except don't think down. it's technical retire. I but. think Dennis Allen will get that job, their mm-hmm. defense coordinator, and I think he deserves another chance. The sure. Raiders gave him a raw deal mm-hmm. um, years ago. I think he only got one or two years, if I'm yeah. not mistaken there, and it was a dumpster fire. I don't know what he's supposed to do. He's a really good defense-minded head coach. I, I, if I'm the Saints, I give him a chance. Yeah, and it sounds like they want to promote within their uh, interviewing their special teams coach, Darren Rizzi, today, former Dolphins special teams coach. Um that's one of those situations where a guy steps down like that. They usually just promote from within pretty quick. Yep. Um, who did I see? The Jaguars are interviewing Doug Peterson uh, this week. And uh, they're bringing the Raiders ex head coach in today. Yep. Yep. The, <laughs> they're kind of making a mess of this thing. They wanted to interview Kevin Shocker. O'Connell. Yeah. The OC in LA for the Rams, but they didn't put the initial request in early enough. So they can't now. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, everybody um, thought left, which was a lock. Well, it sounded like he wanted demands of the new general manager. He wanted the general manager fired and all this other stuff. It's like, that's not the right way to do it. The gen- general manager should be fired. Oh, I'm not disagreeing, but if you're a coaching insane. candidate, you don't want to, you well, don't go in calling shots like that. That's, that's why they've had a hard time hiring a coach though. Cause you don't want that coach or the coach doesn't want to be saddled with that general manager. Yeah. It's the same thing as, um, a coach not wanting to be, or a GM not wanting to be saddled to a coach. Yeah. Uh, so you got a clean house. The cons need to focus on wrestling and sell the Jaguars because it's been hey, I'm all for terrible it. Yeah. there. Tony can keep trying to run the best wrestling promotion in the world. That that that's fine by me. And, and they got a soccer program too, or a soccer mm-hmm. team they they can focus on. So they could they could focus on a lot of different things. But I I don't see Shad selling the team anytime soon. To be honest. No. Um, in Minnesota, rumors are Jim Harbaugh is interested. There's some mutual interest in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't even know who else they've interviewed. They just hired a GM. I think they are trying to interview Kevin O'Connell as well. Okay. If they haven't already. So he's a yeah. hot name out there. I mean, Harbaugh's been mentioned with the Dolphins. Uh, actually, a Chicago WGN guy reported last night that he's told uh, or he was going to tell the Michigan team today that he's taken the Dolphins job. I haven't heard a single thing about that. Uh, Dolphins are interviewing Niners offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel today. Um, who else? Kellen Kel- Moore, too, Kel- right? Kellen Moore is probably their other. Those are probably their top three right now. I don't think they end up with Vance Joseph. If they do, I might not watch a single game. <laughs> might he be one of those his, things. He likes his tall quarterbacks, Jay, man. I can tell you that. Paxton's tall. That's all he ever said, it seemed like, because he couldn't say anything good about the guy because there was nothing good to say he's, about he's the guy. Tall. He's, tall. he's cr- crying on the sidelines against the Raiders. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, well, a lot going on in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got legends retiring. We got coaches going places. We got Super Bowl matchups. There's there's always something. Even, always. In the middle, even in the middle of June, there's something. Always. Always. 
but at least this one wasn't decided by the coin toss like I thought it was going to be again. Yes. The yeah. AFC Championship. Yeah. Thankfully, and I'm sure the NFL is okay with that too. Um, but um, you got anything else NFL related you want to throw nope. out there before we move on? Well, uh, I, my word to... association segment is NFL related. So okay. I want to okay. go ahead and fire this one off. Um, this was a late one I prepared, I got to admit. So I am going to read off all of the different. I don't know how many years I'm going to go back because some of these are repeat teams, AFC champions of the last so many years. And when I go over that year, you can either tell me what you think about that team, that specific year, or just the organization overall or whatever you want. It's uh, we're association. We got no rules. So, uh, this year's AFC champion, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, fun team to watch. Joe Burrow, um, has completely changed the direction of that city sports, uh, cause their baseball team, as we said, is just horrendous. Uh, Kansas city chiefs. Um, Jackson Mahomes on likability. Yeah, it's it's amazing what yeah, Patrick's brother and his wife really have done on and social media to make everybody Patrick Patrick is super likable too, and that's a shame. Yep. New England Patriots. Um Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not nothing really else to say. Nothing. Yeah. Denver Broncos. Great defense. <laughs> yeah. Great defense. I mean, their quarterback play was so bad that year. Peyton was mm-hmm. terrible, mm-hmm. Um, but he did Brock enough. had his moments. Brock had his moments. I yeah, am dying yeah. on a hill that year. Know, he had his moments. That that defense won that uh, won that Super Bowl. For oh, me. I'm not. Yeah, I'll never disagree with you at all on that. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Is Joe Flacco elite? He was never elite. The only reason <laughs> was why that Joe, playoffs. The only reason why Joe Flacco had a fantastic year that year is because his offensive coordinator was Jim Caldwell. He, he 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 didn't put up any sort of numbers any other year except the year Jim Caldwell was his offensive coordinator. And Raheem Moore didn't bat down the pass that went over. And Raheem Moore didn't Jones. bat down the pass. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Um Santonio Holmes. That that wasn't the year. That was the year they lost to uh, Green Bay, wasn't it? Probably. Yes, yes, it was. But still, that's yeah. The still, the San Antonio Holmes catch, and that was a heck of a throw by Big Ben. To that might be the most clutch, cl- most clutch throw I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> had had to be put in one spot, or it was going to get picked off. Yep, or incomplete. Indianapolis Colts. Um, I hated them growing up just because they were so good. But Peyton was so likable. He was on SNL this past. Uh, he yeah, he's Saturday. funny. He pretty. He's, he was pretty good. funny on Weekend Update. Yep. Um, they had great organization then. A few more here. The then Oakland Raiders. Rich Gannon is the first thing I can think of. Rich MVP Gannon season that year. Uh, who was the running back? Charlie. Uh, Char- was it Charlie? Charlie Joiner was that the running back? Oh, man, that's a name I hadn't thought of in 10 years. I think he was a running back. They had Jerry Rice as well, Tim Brown. Yep. yep. It's a good team. Yep. Um, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, we're going Steve, back a little ways now to get different. Steve, Steve McNair. Um, Kevin Dyson was a yard short of a tie in the Super Bowl. There's Kevin Dyson. All right. We'll, we'll go with just a couple more years. The San Diego Chargers, they were known as then. We're, we're, we're clear back in 94, 95 now. Yeah. <laughs> Who was their quarterback? I remember their quarterback. My dad actually had a VHS tape he used to watch all the time. It was 
Dolphins, Chargers, and pouring down rain in like the early 90s that I used to watch all the time. Dolphins killed them. Um, Stanley Pritchett, Stan, not Stanley Pritchett. Um, I, f- I forget their quarterback's name. I couldn't name you one player on that Chargers team, though. Besides Junior Seau. Oh, yeah, he was there, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. I think Rodney Harrison was in San Diego at the time, too. That long ago? I think so. I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, their four Super Bowl appearances and zero wins. Yep. I think Josh Allen's going to get him there. And last, the Miami Dolphins. Going way back to 84. Good Lord. We, we've literally, Josh, uh. <laughs> there's been relocation of teams. There has been. We just covered every single AFC champion. Wow. Yeah. That's how many repeats they're having. There's oh, been, you know, like crazy. the Los Angeles Raiders uh-huh. or the Baltimore Colts. But, yes, we've covered every every single one. Um, Dolphins were awesome that year, obviously, 14-2. Marino's second year. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Oh, that was one um, I already knew. So, <laughs> uh, 48 touchdowns. I think he would have thrown for 70 in today's NFL. Um, it's a shame they ran into the 49ers when they did. Yeah, it's kind of like uh... – well, okay, never mind. I thought you were going to say they ran into somebody in the AFC. I was going to say it's kind of like the Knicks and the Pacers in the 90s always running into Jordan. Couldn't yeah. get out of his way. Yeah. I mean, that was the only time they went. It happened to be against the 1980s dynasty. Yep. That's going to do it for the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the office, Law Office of Andrew Key LLC are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Red provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call Red today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. Take advantage of that free consultation because a lot of lawyers don't offer that, or if they do, they might offer it for 30 minutes or so. So he's offering it for free, so give him a call today. On this day, it's not a great on this day. I have to start all the way in 1988. Who won the Super Bowl on this day in 1988? Um, San Francisco over Cincinnati. Washington Redskins beat the Denver Broncos 42 to 10. According to this. Even wow, ju- I'm an idiot. I Was got it 87? I, well, they were the 87 AFC champs. But it, no, yeah. No, you're right, because I got the pennant right up there. I just can't read the date. <laughs> uh, oh, who man. was who was MVP of that Super Bowl? That was the Redskins over the mm-hmm. Broncos. It was uh, quarterback uh, Doug Williams. Doug Williams. The first African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl and be Super Bowl mm-hmm. MVP. On this day in 1993, who won the Super Bowl? That was Cowboys over the Bills. Who won MVP? I'm going to go with uh, Michael Irvin. Troy Aikman. Yeah, I knew it was one of three amigos. On this day in 99, who won the Super Bowl? 99. So that would have been on 99. Oh, that's Denver Broncos. Yeah. Broncos. MVP. Over, uh, MVP was of, of, super, of the second one was John Elway. It was John Elway. And he rode off to sunset. They beat the Atlanta Falcons. Would have been a much more entertaining game. It was the Minnesota Vikings. But mm-hmm. Gary Anderson had a miss. On this day in 2000, a fight between Ray Lewis and his companions and another group of people results in the stabbing deaths of Jacinta Baker, Richard Lawler, resulting in the indictment of Lewis 11 days later on murder and aggravated assault charges. 
that was the weekend, yeah, of the Rams Titan Super Bowl. People, uh, people don't talk about that as much as they probably should. No, no. On this day no. in 2010, the NFL Pro Bowl was played. Can you name me the MVP? The AFC won. I'll Aaron Rodgers. Thousand guesses. The AFC won. So. Oh, AFC. Well, okay. AFC. I'll give won. you a thousand guesses, and you won't get it right. Um, um, AFC. Derek Anderson. Matt Schaub. That was a pretty good guess, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real good guess. Um. On this day in 2016, Novak Djokovic won the Australian Open for his record, equaling sixth Australian title. He could not play in this year's. I was going to say, he didn't win it this year. Rafael Nadal did. This year. On this day in 2016, who won the Pro Bowl MVP? Two of them. Both played for Seattle. Okay. Russell Wilson and mm-hmm. Richard Sherman? Michael Bennett. Oh, okay. Well, another unlikable defensive player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Um, actually, 2018, James Harden became the first player in NBA history to log a 60-point triple-double. He had 60 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 steals, and a block. Better he had. It was probably a quadruple-double with how many turnovers he probably had. I, I was going to say, the guy can fill it up, but he's a ball he gets to the free throw line every single time down. So, And I've barely watched any NBA at all this year, but I saw his name kind of rumored to be possibly traded at the trade deadline. Interesting. Um, Tom Brady on Let's Go on Mag Dog Radio. I'm still going through the process. When the time is right, I'll be ready to make a decision. So, All right, Tom. It's time. <laughs> it is time. Yeah, we're all ready for you. Just um, confirm it. Yes, sir. You want to talk some college hoops? Yes, another big week in college yes, hoops, not sir. only in the Big Ten, yes, around the country. We saw uh, two top six teams go down. We saw mm-hmm. Arizona lose home game to UCLA, and we saw Baylor, Baylor go down yet again. Yeah, Baylor's starting to struggle a little bit. Yeah, they I mean, are. They were kind of due. They had won so many in a row. Um, but, yeah, another crazy week in the Big Ten. We saw number 10 Michigan State go down uh, to number – 25 Man. Illinois without Kofi Coburn and Andre Curbelo. Um, it was a defensive struggle. Then we saw a great game yesterday. You were at um, Purdue blowing a 11 point lead late and Jaden Ivey bailing them out, even though he said he made the wrong play. He was supposed to get it to Zach Eady, correct? Yeah. And he had yeah, to jack yeah, up yeah. a three and he swooshed it. So, well, he was supposed to do something to help Zach get open, I believe, and he missed yeah. it because Eric Hunters is dribbling around. And so um, he came off that curl and just fade away three, which he usually doesn't make the fadeaways very often. He's a very good shooter when he gets his feet set. But, uh, man, he's a clutch player. He's as clutch of a player as I've seen at Purdue. He wants the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And I haven't he, seen. He has an Io DeSumo quality in yeah, that. You've said um, that for a while. Yeah, I mean, they even kind of look the same. He's um, Ivy significantly more athletic than Io ever was. Uh, but. Who who was the guy getting the ball late in games? I mean, Iowa was the most clutch player in the Big Ten the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the guy, and he usually didn't miss either. 
And I'm sure Ohio State fans hate Jaden Ivey now because that's now back to back years back-to-back where he's years. Hit a I was gonna say DeSumo and Ivy both had big big shots against the Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But uh yeah, I mean I'm getting used to seeing Purdue get big leads and letting teams right back in it, but this was mm-hmm. a little different. I still don't know exactly how it happened because usually oh, I'm the same way. it yeah. happens because Purdue turns the ball over a lot late in games. Yesterday they weren't turning it over. It was just Ohio State started hitting the threes they weren't making all game long. Yeah. And Liddell can fill it up fast, and so can the freshman whose name's escaping me. Uh, Branham. Um, Malachi Branham. Branham. Thank you. Yeah. So those guys got some looks. Purdue did have one bad turnover on a horrible inbound mm-hmm. pass to Sasha Stevanovic. I mean, he threw behind Isaiah Thompson's. It wasn't like it was it wasn't like Isaiah got his pocket picked. It was behind him to where um Kyle Young could just swipe down. That's one guy I I hope you know, Purdue's done with them for the regular season. I hope they don't see him in the big tournament. He's, he's been a thorn there a Purdue side. He is a thorn <laughs> he's been there so side. long, Gosh, too. Dang it. He had, was it the Big Ten tournament last year where he hit like three threes in the first <laughs> half and like he'd only hit six yeah. all year or something like that? Yeah, he's just annoying um, to me. But mm-hmm. uh, our good buddy Andrew Eilers like, I'm glad he never went to Butler. I couldn't have rooted for him. <laughs> uh, but the well, Big Ten's just a gauntlet, man. Butler doesn't have anyone now for him to root for anyway. So no, they're pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Big Ten's just a gauntlet, beating up mm-hmm. on each other. I mean, Illinois, like I said, great win over Michigan State. And I'm not that sold on Michigan State. No, even though it was ske- a great win without, without both their Kofi schedule to start Big Ten play has been so easy. I mean, They've had a lot of the bottom tier opponents so far. Right. Um, and Izzo was just like, he, he could see it coming because they've just been consistently inconsistent. And I mean, without Kofi Coburn though, and Illinois was still find, able to find a right. way to win. That's that's the big part about it right. uh, was them still being able to find a way to win. Uh, Michigan State bounced back on Saturday with a big win against Michigan, who felt like they were heating up a little bit too. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not totally sold on Michigan State. Um, I happen to be, my girlfriend got me tickets for my birthday to go to Northwestern and watch Illinois play, and I got to see them win in person for the first time since 2009. Wow. <laughs> well, That's of course, why you don't go to games. <laughs> yeah, of, of course, I saw them play at Purdue a couple times, and Purdue's been so yeah. much better the past decade uh, than yeah. Illinois has. And then I saw them lose to number two Michigan team in 2013 but uh, it was it was an illinois home game it was a lot of fun uh welsh ryan arena is super super nice um i've heard before renovations though it was awful uh, but now it's really really nice and uh had a good experience and luckily kofi played or they probably would have lost that one um, good game yeah very yeah it, it was one of the more fun uh, sporting events i've ever attended just i mean they looked so bad in the second half got down five and Northwestern did what they've done all year. How many times have they been up four or five with like four or five minutes left and found a way to lose? They did it Can't on close. Wednesday, did it on Wednesday night at Michigan. Um, they have ten losses this year, and they've lost eight of their last nine, and seven of those eight losses have been by single digits. So yep. they're pretty close to being okay, but uh, bad teams find ways to lose. Well, but I, you know, and I might be biased on the show a little bit. We both might be, but I, I, and I know there's a lot of teams jumbled up top. I think Purdue and Illinois are a lot better than the rest of the Big Ten. I agree. I really um, do. And they, and they might not end up being the champs, but I think, I think yeah. they're the two that can make the deepest run in the tournament. I, I completely agree. If Illinois can start shooting the ball good again, um, really their COVID pause has really 
made them gone cold. I guess Jacob Grandison had it really bad, and he hasn't been the same player since, uh, to the point where Luke Goody and Ramson Melendez and Brandon Pajemski, three freshmen, have started taking some of his minutes. Um, they haven't been healthy at all this year. Yeah, they've had um, and, bad and, luck. And we're going to talk about our kind of um, mid-season report, but I think Brad Underwood's got to be the Big Ten Coach of the Year with all they've done. Yeah, I would uh, say they, so. They came in highly ranked, uh, which probably hurts his case a little bit, but Kofi's missed five games. Andre Curbelo's missed 14 games. I mean, he was supposed to be potential All-American this year. Um, Trent Frazier's missed two games. They've had a couple other guys miss some games, and they've still stuck together and found find themselves at the midway point um, up top. Now they have a gauntlet of a schedule starting uh, Wednesday night against Wisconsin, so it'll be interesting to see where they're at in a month from now. Uh, but right now, feeling pretty good about where they're at. What well, do you want to do? Our midseason report or picks weekly picks? Uh, let's do midseason. Well, yeah, let's do midseason report real quick, just so we can get that. Um, Co- coach of the year. I'm saying it's probably Brad Underwood. I won't. I won't argue opinion. with you there. I don't really know who else. Um, maybe. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Greg Gard maybe because they weren't predicted. Yeah. I, mean, I. I would put Wisconsin as my biggest surprise. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wisconsin followed by this team wouldn't make the tournament right now, but I'm surprised by Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I am. I with all these newcomers, I thought they'd be the worst team in, in the conference. Yeah, and it's it's clearly Nebraska oh, is the worst team in the terrible. conference. Um, but yeah, Minnesota's a surprise. But I had Wisconsin 12th in my Big Ten preseason predictions. Now they're eight and two and look every bit as good. No one could have foresaw Johnny Davis taking this massive step forward. Um, but they're a surprise and I think they're legitimately good. Um, player of the year. It's probably, I, I would give it to EJ Liddell. Um, I think he's the best player in the big 10. I like Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis is good. I mean, he's putting up numbers, um, but he's shooting the ball a lot. So he's averaging 21, 22 points a game on 19, 20 shots. So he's pretty yeah. inefficient. Um, he is very good though, as is Keegan Murray, as is Kofi Coburn. I think Kofi Coburn's probably the most valuable because they lose him and they're not nearly as good of a team. Uh, but I think EJ Liddell's been the best player in the Big Ten so far. Who's been the biggest disappointment team wise? Um, biggest disappointment. Gotta be Michigan, doesn't it? Gotta be Michigan. They came in ranked fourth, I think. Yeah, top five in most polls. Most um, yeah, most rankings I saw. I think Rutgers or at least top ten. A- Rutgers is a disappointment. Maryland's a disappointment as well. Yeah. Um, so well, who, who could have who could have foreseen um, Turgeon leave it quitting? Right. So. Uh, which they were struggling even right before right. he went. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's got to be Michigan. And I'm still thinking Michigan's going to get hot and end up making the NCAA tournament, kind of like Michigan State last year, where no one thought they had a shot, and they beat Illinois, and they get that huge win, and they sneak in, and they get mm. get waxed by UCLA. Mm. Um. But yeah, um, Michigan has to be biggest disappointment. Yep, and uh, I mean, there's really had many disappointing players that I can think mm. of, but no, not know. that I can think of. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, we're we're going to be in February tomorrow, and it's it really mm. ramps up. Yep, February it gets fun, and also gets uh, gets nerve wracking. It's already been nerve wracking. Mm. I think I've yeah, only had like two Purdue games. Awful. That's Nebraska, Northwestern, the only two that haven't been tight at one point to get my nerves going so minnesota and Rutgers are the only ones for me i mean every other game's been a dogfight, even at nebraska um but uh going through here picking some games we have iowa at penn state tonight they're 10 minutes in penn state's up six early iowa come back and beat them 
I think. Yeah, right when we think Penn State's going to start playing well, they get beat by about 50 out of Indiana. They were so think, bad that game. I think Indiana's legitimately good. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, but uh, give, give me the home team. I think there's an upset brewing there. Okay. Tuesday night, Michigan State at Maryland. Michigan State, I think. Um, I agree. No. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's tight, though. Yeah. Um, all these games will probably be tight. Uh, give me Michigan State. Uh, Rutgers at Northwestern. Hmm. I think Northwestern gets a dot in close. I, I agree. Um, Pete Nance is really good. Boo Boo, he's great. Trent Frazier shut him down, though, uh, which Trent Frazier shut down pretty much every player he's guarded. I mean, he held Max Christie to two points on one of eight shooting, then Boo Booey nine points on two of ten shooting, I believe. Um, but, yeah, I think Northwestern might be a little bit better than Rutgers at this point, even mm-hmm. though the record doesn't show. Nebraska at Michigan. Michigan. Michigan by a lot. Um, huge one here, number 11, Wisconsin at number 18, Illinois. Two top teams in the Big Ten right now. I think Illinois gives us one down at home. Champagne's supposed to get 12 to 18 inches of snow during the day yeah. Wednesday. Um, so hopefully, I don't know if they would postpone it if it's too much. Don't know what the crowd's going to be like, but I think. Well, honestly, if Wisconsin gets there tomorrow, which you usually get there a day before, if they can get there tomorrow, I think game's on. Probably. As long on. as they can get yeah. officials, they don't care if yeah. fans make it or not, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fair. Um, give me Illinois, though, on a close one. Purdue at Minnesota. I think Purdue gets it done, but I think it's a single digit game. Uh, Purdue by 17. I hope um, you're right. <laughs> Iowa at Ohio State. Uh, give me give me the Buckeyes in this one. Ohio State as well. Illinois at Indiana. Big one. Yeah, Indiana's got a whole week to prepare for this. I think Illinois gets it done, but by like four points or less. This will be the J-Man's book at prediction of the week. I don't see any shot. Illinois gets this one for whatever reason. I just think Indiana's <laughs> a good team. Um, they're good at home. Offense, good at home, and they're good at home. Illinois' offense has not been very good here the past three games or so. That is an expensive ticket. The lowest ticket is one hundred sixty-two bucks, as you could imagine it would be. Sure. Uh, I think Indiana gets it done. Jamie's book written week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life Home Auto Business Renters Workers Common Farm Insurance Contact Travis two one nine eight six nine four five six one. Michigan at Purdue. Uh, yeah. Um... This will be a national televised game on on Fox. Um, give me the Boilers at home. I'm oh, being very biased, yeah. but I don't, I have a tough time seeing them lose a Mackey again this year. But next boilers. next Tuesday next Tuesday will be tough. Yeah, Boilers at home. Um, then just going to one more here. Michigan State at Rutgers. Uh, give me Rutgers in the upset. <laughs> I agree too. That's a tough place to play, man. Why not? Both those teams don't. I mean, Rutgers can't win two games in a row, but they don't seem to lose two games in a row. And yeah, I don't it, see them winning in Northwestern. But I will say this, Jayman, before we get to the birdie, bo- birdie or bogey question: If Purdue wins both games this week, Illinois wins both games this week. That game next Tuesday at Mackey will be one of the biggest games the Mackey's had in the last decade. Really, you think so? I think I, mean, I think so. I think I think the winner of that game. Good chance uh, they win the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, Purdue's schedule is far more favorable down the stretch than Illinois is too. So really, especially after losing to them, first one Illinois needs that one if they it's want nine o'clock. That place could be um, stupid loud. That's yeah, gonna be loud. Uh, I'm already dreading it. Uh, Birdie bogey here. Joe Burrow became the eighth quarterback ever 
to make to start a Super Bowl in their first two NFL seasons. Who are the other seven guys? You have one. Yeah, uh, Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my God, I'm going blank. Oh my God. Uh, God, was he in his second year? Tom Brady. Correct. I, I couldn't remember his second year or not. Kurt Warner. Yep. Uh, One more for a par. Yeah. Um, second year. Ben Roethlisberger. Yep, there's your par. Um, God damn it. Um, how many more do I need? Two. Two more. One. One more for a birdie. Okay. 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 Um. I might get kicked myself. <laughs> I'm going blank. I'm going blank. Um, I know we're off the air now on TV, but that's all right. I'm going to stick this through with, with the audio listeners. I'll take it by time here. Um, I want a birdie so bad. Um, <laughs> come on, Tanner. Think. I can't even think of teams. Um, <laughs> okay, 10-second countdown. Um, uh, Joe Namath? Nope. No. No. I didn't think so. Um, I don't think I don't think it was Montana. I don't Five, think it was Aikman. Four. Bradshaw. Three. Terry Bradshaw. Nope. Two. Oh, okay, I'll take one. a par. You got a par. Colin Kaepernick. Oh. And Russell Wilson. Mm, yeah, that's a tough nope. one. I yeah. never would have thought of Kaepernick and Russell. He didn't come to mind either. I I would have thought that was like his third or fourth year for some reason. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't have thought Wilson either. Yeah, that's all right. I'll take a par. I haven't lost. So yeah. I'm tied going I'm in the next lost round. Yeah. Which right. I'll lose all ground, so you have a leg up on me. All right. All right. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. Hope everybody has a fantastic week. 